Welcome to The Sipping Point, the podcast where we ask the whisk what's, the whisk where, and the whisk who as we go on another whiskey drinking journey with a new guest. And we're back for 2024, and of course, I have to be joined by none other than the whiskey goblin himself, Angus Coots. Hello, Angus. Hello. We're back. How was your new year? Uh, it was fine. Uh, I was meant to go up Carlton Hill with some friends, and they were late, so I was surrounded by about 30,000 people at the top of Cotton Hill watching the fireworks go off by myself. Mm. And then I phoned them and they said, oh, we had a problem. We're at the bottom of the hill. Come to us. And I said, okay, I'll walk down the hill. Get there. They're not there. Phone them. Where are you? You're not going to like the answer, Angus. So I said, fuck it, I'm going home. Uh, just, they the top of the hill? They went to the top That's of the hill. Right. Just as I'd gone down. So yeah, New Year was a bit of a bust, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. New Year's always a bit of a bust, right? We build it up in Scotland. We we brag about how great the Scots are at Hogmanay. But I think this is an age thing. When you're 22 and you can snog people on Princess Street, it's great. And then you reach your 30s and you go, it's a bit depressing, this. I just feel old now. Yeah. It's because the church banned Christmas for so long because we were awful people. Yes. So we had to celebrate something. There you go. We are a minute and a half into the first episode of 2024, and the Church of Scotland has once been being dragged into this podcast. <laughs> um, so, yes, I am the Master Blender, for those of you that may have forgotten. My name is Cameron Hobbs, and we have got another three whiskeys. We've got another guest. This time, we have got our first American guest as well. That's right. So, excited to have that. Um, and will we just get straight into this? Let's do it. We're delighted to welcome into the Sipping Point Snug, Crystal Evans. So just Cam here, before we get into this one, the drams that the guys are drinking tonight are the Highland Park 10, the Four Roses Single Cask Bourbon, and the D-Side Chocolate Single Grain Four-Year-Old Whiskey by Ardent Spirits. See if you can figure out which one they're drinking. <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. It's very good to be here. Great to have you. Thank you. You are first footing us on the Sipping Point podcast. We uh -huh. welcome you as the first guest in for 2024. Oh my God, you're and welcome. We're delighted to have you as yes. well. Yes. So on the back as well of a successful 2023 for yourself, mm -hmm. uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, great show. Thank Lots you. Good reviews. Yes, it was good. How yeah. was it for you as a year? Oh, the year? It was a great year, have I have to say. To all other years? Where does 2023 sit in your year power rankings? Oh, I hate to be, like, I know British people don't like positivity, but it was actually really fucking great for me. Yeah. Sorry, can I swear? Yeah, oh, sorry. I guess. <laughs> I haven't even started drinking yet. Um, no, it was really, really good. Um, I think I, uh, it was hard, obviously. A lot of it was also very difficult, but um, I think I, like, leveled up as a as a person and a comedian and... Um, my alcohol tolerance went up, which was good. And uh, yeah, no, I, it was just, uh, you know, I, I got I got an agent. That was my goal for the year. So yeah. hopefully, eventually, I'm hoping to start making a profit <laughs> out of my <laughs> career, which is, it, it's not happened, but hey, it's, it's really, as I tell my husband, it's coming soon. It's going to be profitable. <laughs> it's not, we're not going to be operating at a loss uh, for much longer, hopefully. So. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I've got it faith. was good. It was good. Yeah. Sorry. I and is comedy something that you'd been into before you came to Scotland? Or is this something that has been since you've been over here? 
Um, so I have always been into comedy, like into it as a hobby, like, um, from the time I was like before preteen, like mm-hmm. I loved comedians, I love stand-up comedy. Um, but I'm a, I'm a late bloomer with actually doing it. Like I was one of those dumbass people in their twenties who it was just like, yeah, I'll get to it. You know what I mean? But I was honestly too, like internally petrified to try it and then uh my i did my first gig uh over here at the stands uh just you know right right down the street from where we are right now do you red um, raw yeah down so red first, raw? that was yeah, my first as well i was 31 I oh that. wow i was 30 yeah um, we've talked about this yeah because I, I always assumed you're like very very young everyone but, always uh, does you're not. yeah <laughs> no I'm, I'm gonna be 37 this year yeah i'm gonna be 38 in a couple weeks oh wow i'm the youngest in the room again i like I this yeah. So yeah. that's fine. We'll move on from this conversation. Um, I like feeling young. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's something I'm getting to feel less and less as the years go by. Oh, um, weird how that works. The the whiskeys that we'll be drinking tonight, all younger than all of us. Uh, I'm afraid mm. I've got nothing that special to kick that's off. That's fair enough. Year, but we do have three whiskeys. The format of this podcast for anyone that's listening to this for the first time is we will ask you about your whiskey drinking. We'll ask you where you drink it and who you drink it with. But you're going to be drinking as you go. Uh, I will be asking you for your tasting notes. Uh, and I, from speaking to you before, you're an, you sorry are at an unfair advantage. I am, because unfortunately. You've got experience in the game. I do. I've, I was in hospitality for a long time. I started working in very crappy like diner fast food places and then when i lived in new york i worked at like really fancy private clubs and i've worked at really fancy restaurants my husband's a chef um i met him working in hospitality and uh so i've done my uh my wset i'm sure you know that it's the it's the old um do you not know what it is? i have no idea what that is wow you have a drinking podcast okay it's fine Just Sounds like a radio station. It's like the industry standard and live from WSET. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, it's just like the it's the industry standard for like, you know, getting your qualification to uh, know about. Ah, no, we we have a podcast. We've we don't pretend that we're experts. Fully unqualified. That's, That's exactly us. how we come into this. But the thing is, like uh, when you know, when you don't do it, like it, the, the knowledge just goes so quickly. So, I mean, when I was working in the restaurant, serving wines every day and getting like, you know, monthly wine trainings from experts and wine makers. I mean, I was so up with it. Now I'm lucky if I remember, you know what I mean? A grape. I'm like, this one's yellow. I don't know. Like yeah. I just li- it's it's gone. But. And also, I knew more about wines than whiskeys, but I've had some very cool uh, experiences with with whiskey training. That's cool. So before, I mean, I'm assuming you're doing this initially back in the states. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're sommelier over there, obviously, yeah, you you can recommend a wine to go with any course. If somebody asked you to recommend a whiskey or bourbon or whatever. What would you typically have recommended? I'd be like, let me get my bartender friend right. who knows more than me. Uh, but uh, but God, I mean, I, I, I could at the time, I definitely would have known what was on the shelf. Like I would have been familiar with, you know, because, we you know, you put them like, you know, the, the more kind of, you know, orangey, like, you know, everyday kind of like lighter ones. And then all the way that they get the smoky ones with the Laphroaig and over there. And you got, you know what I mean? The more, the, you know, the bourbons, the sweeter ones, all that kind of stuff. So I knew like basically that. 
But I mean, when it came to like a lot of these, because of the private clubs I would work in and stuff, these guys, like they, they were the expert, you know what I mean? They would tell you exactly which one they wanted and how they wanted to drink it and stuff. Um, but what the coolest thing I ever got to try, um, I know this isn't a whiskey, but it was Louis the 13th cognac and it was, it's like three grand a bottle. Wow. So they got the Louis the 13th, like, you know, representative, um, to come and like train us all on it. And we all got to taste some of it. That's cool. It was so cool. It's like a bottle that looks like a crown on top uh. and stuff. And like, oh my God, it was incredible i was like if they all tasted like that i could really get into i was spirits. just gonna ask you do you think it was worth the money? it was so good it was damn good it's like 120 years aged so it's like three generations of people who make it it's yeah. insane maybe they lie about that i don't know <laughs> they could tell us whatever the Louis hell the 13th himself <laughs> bottled he this took one. a shit <laughs> we bottled the essence <laughs> and it was good it yeah. was yeah it was decent <laughs> tasted like vanilla <laughs> yeah. And what about now then? If someone was to ask you as a sommelier for mm. your whiskey recommendation, oh, and I'm not asking you yet for your favorite, but oh. is there one in particular that you'd be like? I mean, when we first came, when we first came to Scotland and opened Azel, which is the mm. that's my husband's restaurant, is still open in a different location than it was, uh, we had this guy come and we were like, we had no money. And we were like, can you recommend us some local whiskeys that are not mass produced, but are nice, you know? And he gave us Compass Box whiskeys. Do you know Oh, they're Compass cool, Box? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so they were, they were really nice. They're, they're a really like cool company. Spice Monster, whatever it's called, Spice Tree. I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. We had their- Pete Monster, the they were lovely. And I was like, you know, if they're affordable, and they're kind of a good, like, I guess, introdu introductory scotch. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah. We had their, the Spaniard in the flat. Didn't last yeah. long. Smash that. Yeah. yeah. It was very good. This is it. These bottles do tend to be highly drinkable. Yeah. They've been specially They're selected, They're right? blends, though. So they're yeah. not single malts, yes. right? Which is kind of... They're blended malt, though, right? They're not... They're not Good blends. Yeah. They're good blends, they're good yeah. Blends, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've talked about blends a few times on this. We have so more had... expensive, lovely stuff now. Yeah. But yeah. I will be honest, like, whiskey's not, like, my, my choice. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I love wine. I love beer. Um, and, you know, I sometimes get into spirits and that. But um, I feel like the older I get the more I want just a, just a wine and a beer because I spent so many years doing cocktails and spirit tastings and all these things. And now I'm like, you know what? Just crack open, you know what I mean? Just something that's one thing kind of thing. So. Yeah. I, uh, I, if I'm going out drinking, I've got, I, I like quite most whiskeys I like. There's not many whiskeys that I don't like. Uh, but if I'm just going out for a few drinks, it'll be Tenants, Guinness, gin and tonic or whiskey okay i'm and not that it. basic um <laughs> incredibly basic <laughs> so like, do you want to go for cocktails like not really <laughs> tenants good lord oh i was in a i was in a uh, a little brewery uh, like kind of tap room thing in pennsylvania uh, back in september and everyone's like oh i want to try this thing okay a flight of these things i was like what's your most basic lager what's what what do you make here that's closest to bud light shit? oh <laughs> yeah. god the closest to bud light <laughs> angus <laughs> they really don't like that question oh, in fancy breweries no. <laughs> that's exactly what my dad asks shout out to my dad love him oh, bud light assistant that's a big part of your show your dad has a quite yeah, a specific drink that bud i didn't light, think Clamato. was real yeah. yeah it is real do you know clamato no. It's Bud Light with tomato juice and clam juice 
in a can. Like it comes oh, like right, that. Okay. Yeah. It's actually all right. It's uh, like Bloody Mary. I, I actually <laughs> like it. I don't get into how I like it in the show because it's too many layers for people. You know, they can't take the intellectual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my comedy comes with. But yeah, no. Uh, anyways, we're not talking about Clamato. No. <laughs> part of the reason that this podcast went on a little bit of a hiatus is life got in the way for us. And part of my period way, I was in Los Angeles for work mm. for 10 days. There's worse places to go in the world, right? Mm. Um, but the the thing I got into there that I've suddenly started to see everywhere since I've come back is the Mexican lager with the line through it, um, yep. which was really prevalent over there. And it's now like fierce, fierce beer do it. Um, mm. Now I'll mispronounce it. Cerveza is what it's called. It's just called fierce beer cerveza. So, isn't that just Spanish for a beer? Yeah, yeah, Spanish for beer, right? But it's cerveza with lime. Uh, but it's what it's called. Uh, it's actually really good. Highly drinkable, a little bit dangerous. So is it a bit like when you get a Corona, the only bar, the only beer in the world where they give you a lime wedge yeah, with it's it? Like, it's like the Corona, but the lime's already in it. You don't okay. have to thumb it down right. yourself. It's also a little bit salty, which I think is really mm, nice. Oh, it's got a bit of a mark in it. kind of leaves, that, leaves your mouth slightly dry at the end, which I think oh, is a really nice thing to come away nice. from a drink with. Yeah. Well, um, I'm heading across on Monday, so I will try it. <laughs> need to check that shit out. Yeah. It's funny as well when we talk about like drinks and influences and stuff like that. I don't know how much your f- passion for wine has impacted your whiskey drinking, but I've mm-hmm. certainly found the other way around. For me, liking whiskey means that I really like an oaky Chardonnay. Yeah, I think yeah. A lot of people hate on the oaky Chardonnays. Americans love oaky Chardonnays. Do they, right? okay, so yeah, this a European thing and maybe a British thing. I certainly yeah. find. I've always over here. If someone has a Chardonnay that's overly oaky, they'll be, oh, it's quite oaky, and it's deemed a negative. Yeah. Yep. Whereas actually, for me, I'm like, bring that on. That's just got everything that I want. Oh, you'll love feeling, California wines then. That's wine what they're coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's exactly right. The European style is like more subtle, yeah. you mm. know, and and they and they like way drier. I mean, you could probably predict, but Americans like sweet oaky big flavor buttery mm. like you know that's a very very classic but over here it's kind of like oh my god it's not like distinguished kind of thing i like both i can they can be good you know if it's good it's good yeah grand. yeah well there's whiskey number one is in front of you i'll let you start to sniff uh, mm. and savor that as as we start to do talk about whiskey and and you might not be as much of a whiskey fan as you are wine and beer but we've got to find out, you know, for this dream whiskey experience that we're building for you, what would be in your glass? Oh, man, I really like, uh, I, re- I mean, it has to be super smooth. I, I personally don't like super fiery burning my throat mm-hmm. sensation. I know a lot of people like that. Um, but I do also really like savory flavors, you know, when it comes to whiskey. I really like, you know, like leathery. Mm. I like the smell. Like, it's the same with wine. I, I really like the smell, like the really funky smells. Like, I really like the really funky smells. Um, but then just like a really nice balance, I guess. Like a, a nice, like not so leathery, funky that, um you know, it smells like actual shit. Although yeah. that, that can be nice. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> We've had like, whiskeys on this podcast that have been kind of described a little bit like that. Yeah. I like Laphroaig, you know. Right. But but then like it's I love fine, I love the smell great. of it yeah, I like the fine. smell of it but then when I drink it I'm like okay it's actually like too it's too much like petrol you know but yeah. I love the smell of it so if you get that like on the nose but then like a nice kind of like smoother rounded I love Lafroy <laughs> I think yeah I, I kind of get you because I love Lafroy I like smoky whiskey but if I'm gonna have like five or six 
then I tend not to go for big smoky flavours mm-hmm. for that kind of thing. You know, like, it's great for one or two. Absolutely brilliant. And maybe my favourites are to, like, have a, that big kind of smoke right there. But if you're having a fair few yes. with pints as well, then I usually go for more kind of softer space idea things. It's, yeah. it's one you've got to build up to. We've talked about Lafroig is so iconic and it's such an important part of so many people's whiskey experience. Yeah. And we've touched on this loads. It's, it's so commonplace. And I find it's so commonplace in America as oh, well as yeah. over here. Like if you look at, a, if there's a Scotch option, Lafroig's up there. So, so many people have it and they go, this is what Scotch is. Oh my God, it's powerful. Yeah. And some people are like all about it right away. Yeah. I think the majority of people are like, wow, that's quite full on. Uh, and people come back to it later on once they've kind of, yeah, the first time you jump in the pool, if you go into the deep end, some people are going to swim right away and be fine. But some people yeah. are going to go, oh my God, I'm never doing that again. Mm. But you slowly work your way up and once again, you can go in the deep end. So I think LaFroig's got a lot of that. And it's like recognizable. You smell it and you know what it, it you know, it's like it's got that going for it. It's not going to be confused with anything else and especially in like the the big high selling bottles so yeah so if you were buying yourself then a bottle of whiskey is there a particular one that comes to mind that you think oh that's one that i really like oh god um hmm. god i i uh <laughs> let me see what did i write down uh i really i like to go for a japanese whiskey okay not um, the first person to say that on this podcast yeah i mean they're just they're killing it in japan with the whiskey i think they're just uh you know, and it's always like a new thing. Do you know what I mean? I've actually never bought a but Japanese whiskey that I've been like, wow, that was shite, you know? Like, I have. Have you? Yeah, I bought one yeah. specifically for this podcast and it was garbage. It was garbage, right? Yeah, it was really Let's bad. Let's talk about that. Like, that's awful. I can't even like, remember what it was called, but go back and listen to it. It was the Charles Patterson episode. You got out of Sainsbury's. <laughs> I did get out of Sainsbury's, yeah. <laughs> you did not. You yeah. really did? Yeah. yeah. Well, of course it's shit out of Sainsbury's, Angus. <laughs> hey, they sell good stuff in Sainsbury's well, as well. they out of tenants, so you had to get that? <laughs> 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 I love tenants. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't said like an actual brand, but right, I'll go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Part of this is an experience, and some people can't pinpoint a particular brand. They just want a particular flavor and a, or a particular type of whiskey. So absolutely, it's your dream experience. Yeah. It can be whatever you want. One person took a whiskey cocktail for God's sake. Like they weren't even yep. wanting whiskey. So I love you know. a whiskey sour. I hate to be again like a basic bitch, but I do love a whiskey sour. Whiskey sour is tremendous. I think an old Great. fashioned is love an old fashioned. Just a classic that oh. comes back around. I've said it before. I'll say love. it again. There's no whiskey cocktail out there that I would rather have over a dram. I mm. would also agree with that, but I think there's a there is a time and a place for an old fashioned. Uh, see, Especially if you have a shit whiskey, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can yeah, put so it in a cocktail, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it works night out. Yeah, it works night out for me. I think to sit there and it works night out and immediately go into the drams is a, is a fairly bold take, especially when it's people you don't necessarily see a lot mm. in this post-COVID world where colleagues can sometimes just be seen over the internet. Um, to be straight in when everyone's on the Bud Light and you're going straight to give me a Lafroig and make it a double, you set an expectation on a tone that you maybe don't want to go in too hard with. Mm. So I think that's what I don't know. I don't have a real job, so <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know, wouldn't know what that world's like. <laughs> and I don't plan on getting one. Absolutely so, yeah, not. Like, <laughs> Genuinely consider getting a face tattoo. Um, Fucking <laughs> hell, Angus. <laughs> Uh, not going to. He's not joking. No, my mum and dad will listen. I'm not going to. <laughs> so for the purposes of this then, um, I'm happy to leave it as just something Japanese and leathery and savoury. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Daniel Sloss asked for a, a flight. 
a flight. Yeah, multiple whiskeys from Japanese, Japanese whiskeys. Oh, okay. So we wanted. Nice, good. Fully selected for and by from someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. Nice. What about what's in your glass now then? Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, it's really smooth. Uh, very long finish. It can taste like orange rind, lemon, that kind of thing. Um, Angus, you look confused. <laughs> Just thinking of how much of a bare palate you have than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I don't think it's shite. I think it's good. It's this not is, shite. This is not one of the cheap ones. I would say this is a good one. I like. I like it. It's lovely. Um, it's very smooth. Like hardly any fire in that. No. Some people might might prefer more, but I'm, I like it. It's I decent. personally prefer a little bit more. I would prefer like yeah, a little smoke, like a, you know, a little leathery or something like that. Mm. But um, but yeah, God, it's like it's very it's it, it's it's definitely because I guess like. One of the things they teach you in wine is like how to tell a better quality is the the long finish, like the flavor lasts a long time mm. in your mouth. It's not like gone immediately. And that that really lasts. So I like it. Excellent. Yeah. Well, they have to take notes of this because at the yeah. end of it, this might be what you come back around. Might be the shite. <laughs> you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> we will be asking you to rank them in order of favorite to least and mm. then asking you to select which is the supermarket special i.e. it can be bought in one of the main supermarkets yes. in Scotland. Like Sainsbury's. Like yeah. Sainsbury's. Got it. Okay. So I had to buy one at Sainsbury's. Other I do see that are available. I do see you brought them in a Sainsbury's bag. So you, <laughs> you are at Sainsbury's at some point today. Now, Angus, <laughs> what do I normally bring them in? Have you ever noticed what I normally bring them in? Oh, you've got a little pouchy type of thing. I have a little called. Gucci bag. That's that right. I carry it in and I couldn't find it. I'm gutted. I need to turn my house over because it's a lovely Sure, Cam. I'm sure. <laughs> You're like, I only wear Gucci. I only use Gucci products. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, oh, man, it's rubbish. Um, fine. So we know what's in your glass then for the rest of this journey. We've got something in there from Japan, something savory, something leathery, something with a long finish. Ah. We're going to get out of that as well. Something with a little bit of smoke, just enough to taste, not enough to burn. Thank you. And I think that's what we've got in our glass going forward. Yeah. Yes. Thank you I'm trying very to think. Much. I'm trying to think of something though. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I can think of that's like that. Yeah, I'll have a good think about it. Mm. Well, there's a few things. I think a wee Buna Haven might go down. Yeah, they're good for that. Yeah, so <laughs> nice. that's fine. Well, this is a follow-up pod where we just give you whiskeys and see what you like. Um, but fine. Any other tasting notes then before we wrap up? On this? Uh, I thought all the same things about Crystal in terms of orange rinds. And... I had no idea. Um, You're just copying me <laughs> and this. Come up with your own flavor. Um... <laughs> now, you like to take a guess at them. You're not guessing anything here. I think. See, see, I wasn't gonna guess, but now you've goaded me into it. I like to goad you. Um, I think this is Lowland whiskey. Okay. Yeah, right. That. Oh, time. can I guess what it is? You're allowed to guess. Oh, guess you can guess. Is. He won't tell us until the end. No, I'm not gonna guess on this one. I don't know. So you think it's Lowland? You're getting. I'm thinking it could be Arkentoshin. Ooh, Arkentoshin. There we go. Uh, you drink like a lot of whiskeys. You like a lot of different ones all the time. I drink. Some whiskey. <laughs> yeah. um, Is that drink. your drink of choice? Yeah. Okay. At we least like there's that. Drinking and talking about it. It's yeah. funny, about, but we like talking about. The it. other day, I uh, I pulled out all my unopened bottles in the house just to like see how many there were because I've got a bit of a rule now. I've got so much in the house that I can't open a new bottle until I kill a bottle. Yeah. I've got ten unopened bottles. 
Right. Um, and there must they be, last. Just there know. must be about forty that are open. Just oh, okay, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> it's taken up a bookcase, but actually has yeah. books on it as well. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I think that's the the most classic uh single male um like decorative choice is empty bottles of liquor oh my God, sitting yeah. around the house. so i walk past that i walk past a student accommodation oh, yeah. and it's all empty. cans and things are up against the walls like, why okay, are you keeping can- that in cans dude? is another level because it's like you know hey i had a halfway expensive bottle of something at one point and i'm gonna fucking keep that bottle yeah, yeah. i'm gonna show everyone who comes into my flat forever <laughs> once in my life once in my afford life this. afforded yeah. yes there's a guy that makes them in the lamps so i was just about to say and you've, that's different you've lined up i've reached the stage of life where i now look at bottles and go that'd make a nice lamp yeah and genuinely last time i was in isla we bought a custom-made lampshade I've got a bottle of Port Charlotte that I haven't opened yet that I need to drink that I've already earmarked to turn into a lamp. That's it's cool. A really dark bottle. Yeah. And it'll go really well with the lampshade in our new kitchen. Boom. So that's See, if you've made an effort. Yes. Not just the bottle to now yes. turning it into a lamp. If you've made an effort with the bottle and done a craft with it, that's a different yeah. thing rather than just putting the empty bottle. I have a scented candle that's made out of an old tenant's bottle. Oh, for God's sake, <laughs> Angus. <laughs> I don't think there's a way to make tenants classy. <laughs> no, a scented candle is not it, I can tell you that. <laughs> Does it smell like tenants? No, it smells of clean cotton, like freshly like done sheets. Cotton. Oh, man. Well, on that note, we are going to drink up dram number one, and we'll move on to the second one. We know what's in the glass. Now we need to figure out where you're going to drink it. So as part of this whiskey <gasps> dream that we're building for you, where in the world do you want to be to drink it? Okay, I'm going to describe like the environment and then I'll pick like the actual country or something. Okay, so okay. the environment is in the mountains, in a hot tub while it's snowing, right? I di- I had that experience one time uh, my dad took me to a mountain in Washington State, um, and we were skiing and stuff. And at night, we were all sitting in the hot tub, and it was snowing like on us, like, and it was so magical. I was too young to drink, um, <laughs> but so you want to go back? And I want to go back and do that. Yeah, <laughs> every time I've tried to like recreate this experience with my husband. Like it never snows, you know what I mean, or it's like raining or some shit. And I'm like, your husband is Scottish as well, and there is a different vibe when you've got. A Scottish person there as well. Yeah, definitely. In a hot tub. We're not yeah. comfortable in hot tubs. <laughs> you know, that's weird that you say that. Because is that a thing? Because he's like only there for a few minutes before he wants to get out. Yeah. What? <laughs> we <went laughs> what to, the hell? When we were in Iceland, uh, we went to this cabin. Yeah. You didn't join us I for this part. Yeah. That. But there was a hot tub there. And I just didn't get into it. I was like, no, that's not for me. I'll get into a hot tub, but I won't linger. Oh, like I it's love a, a hot it's tub. It's a passing experience. Oh, <gasps> nice, yeah. Do you like a bath? No, not really. <laughs> do, like shower do, guy. do you like a uh, pleasure? <laughs> do you like? Do you like? Ha- do you like happiness? <laughs> <laughs> I like whiskey. <laughs> so a bath for me is for injuries. Um, if you've done a, your back or hurt yourself playing football, that's what a bath is for. Um, <laughs> or for children. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Really. My has children. a bath every night and she has a great time Aww, splashing around and that's, that's great cute. but no for me it's a shower mm. quick in quick out done that's functional. it functional um, 
So that's interesting. Um, now you said about location then. So Washington State, this where you're from originally? Yeah, but I'm going to change that because uh, I go there a lot. <laughs> so let's go somewhere else. Let's go to like the northern part of like Norway. Like oh, where right. I can wow. see. Okay. I've never been. But I just assume it's great. And I, so I can see the northern lights at the same time. So the thing there is you want to see. The I want to see. I've still never seen them. I want to see the northern lights. I want to sit in a hot tub and drink whiskey with snow around me. All right. And I want it to be like, I want to be able to, you know, like no light pollution is the thing. Okay. No yeah. light pollution. I want to see those stars. I want to see, you know. Can you imagine how much a semi-decent whiskey costs in Norway. Oh, I don't <laughs> and in northern Norway as yeah, well. Yeah, everybody up, only lives in like the bottom 5% of... <laughs> yeah, up past Tromsø. Like, yes. yes. So we need to know more though about your oh, surroundings. Is, okay. this, is this just a random hot tub in the middle of <laughs> like the country? Yeah. Or is this part of a resort? <laughs> are you... Let's say... experience or is this something that you are... Is it someone's house? Like what's the setting? I'm doing a comedy show from the hot tub. No. <laughs> Got my mic. <laughs> no. Has that ever been done? Has anyone done a hot tub comedy show? Oh, that sounds so fringy. I mean, you imagine someone. It's like hot tub time one. machine, hot tub comedy yeah. show. I feel like there was the, like something called hot tub it was hot. comedy show. Wasn't there? Like hot tub time machine, like a play on it. I can't remember. I can't remember. But anyways, yeah, no. Uh, it would be... Uh, it would be like a like a cabin, like a cabin uh, in the middle of nowhere, you know. Um, I'm thinking like it's got a little clearing around it, but then like just like I don't know, a hundred feet out, like thirty meters, there's trees, and, like okay. evergreens, yeah. and because I love trees, but also I want to be able to see the sky. So yeah. completely secluded cabin. Then, secluded cabin. cabin. It's a it's humongous. It's got like floor to ceiling windows. You know, so you can see out and once you're done with the hot tub, you can go inside. You can still see everything. And there's a fire roaring fuck and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Just like swank as fuck. And it's and the feeling there is about warmth being surrounded by the cold. Yeah, you so can the be in there, the cold. No, it's, it's not affecting me. Yeah. And there's deer running around. There's Bambi. There's <laughs> rabbits. <laughs> And it's fully nice. I've got a gun. I can shoot them from the hot tub. It's a joke. What? I'm not really. Well, that's a good twist. I wasn't expecting. I'll be honest. That's the American coming out. I had beautiful, me. beautiful deer. I want to shoot them. Oh. Hey, listen. What are they good for? Eating. <laughs> it will. It'll be fun for me. No, um, I wouldn't really do that. <laughs> fully nighttime. I'm yeah. In the middle of the night. Absolute know. blackness. Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And other than the northern lights, then, is there something you would want to see in the night sky? Santa? Um, sure. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, it's a dream. This is my dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe like. So we in Lapland. Oh! That's Are you a... shooting Rudolph? I could this make this, this happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you switch it over for Finland and then you're there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that where it is? Lapland's real, yeah. Just slightly over. Um. Mm, maybe like. Like Harry Potter's real, like Dumbledore and stuff. Like I have a wand and shit. I'm right. I'm reading Harry Potter to my son. So which one are you on? He's on the sixth one. Oh, We're cool. It together. So yeah. Oh, he's like flying through. Have you been watching the movies as well, or are you? I'm making that? him read all of them before we start the movies. Okay. So makes sense. Yeah, they don't drink enough whiskey. In I Harry find Potter. it so weird. Again, this is going to get us completely away from what we're talking about. I don't know Harry Potter, but like I was ten when the first book came out. 
I was 20 mm-hmm. when the last book came out and I had to wait a year in between them, sometimes two, because uh, it took 10 yep. years for uh, yep. seven books to come out. Yep. Um, and, but that meant I kind of grew up with it and the pace yep. changed, the, the the tone changed throughout as oh, it goes on. Oh, yeah. It and scarier. Like, well, this is it. Like, you've People got a kid at 10 that's yeah. really into Harry Potter, reads the first book, can then read the second, third, fourth, fifth in a year. Yeah. And then things are changing. I've know. told him. I've been like, because he's eight. I've been yeah. like, listen, someone's going to die in this book. He couldn't have given a shit that serious died. <laughs> I'm like, because we're, it's, you know what happens in the sixth oh, one? Yeah, he yeah. dies in that. Oh, big time is coming. I don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah. It's so upsetting. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> so that's why I would want to see him in my hot tub as uh, Dumbledore flying through the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore, Santa. It's all the same thing when you're drunk. So just yeah. see. <laughs> An old man with a beard, basically. <laughs> <laughs> There's an intruder. I'm like, Santa? <laughs> so Harry Potter then, I have to ask as an American, uh, sorcerer or philosopher stone? Oh, I mean, I know that, you know. Would you say I know. That? I mean, I-, I get it. You know what I mean? Philosopher is the way she wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, but sorcerer is just a better word, so... <laughs> As far as you I'm know, going, marketing. Nah, I'm saying I think, the philosopher's stone times, is a thing. I mean, yeah, the sorcerer's like, stone is not. Uh, definitely, they shouldn't. I honestly, this is my honest opinion. Like, uh, they shouldn't change stuff for us so much. It's so stupid. It's same over here. They shouldn't change things. It's like just let the people see the way that the other country wrote it. You know what I mean? And such as, it's not like people are going to turn off the TV or stop reading the second they see a word that's not as exciting as another word. You know, or it's like, like you know that you know that show Extras with Ricky Gervais. Yeah. There was like some scene where they were showing an audience and like uh, when he was in the sitcom and like all the people's shirts had like sayings on them that were catchphrases from popular TV shows here. Mm-hmm. So they vid- like they edited out those catchphrases because they were like Americans won't understand it. I'm like. Wow, it's like two seconds. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so they might see a catchphrase they don't understand. Like, I think sometimes they think, because I know Americans are stupid. I'll, I'll be the first to say it. But it's not like two seconds of something is going to make us no. off. It might make us actually learn something. God forbid. And also, what if what have they done that with like one of the great TV shows, like The Wire or something like that? You know, I watched The Wire. I watched The Wire in a pandemic. I don't watch it when it was coming out. Um, and yeah, there was bits I did not fully understand. You know, yeah, like obviously, but then you maybe learn something. Yeah, like I mean, I looked it up. up you, you know, I googled it. You're like, oh yeah, because it's an American show, so maybe there's a reference I don't get, and then yeah. you just like learn something. Wow. <laughs> so I, I do say, yeah, philosopher, go with that. Yeah. The book my son reads says philosopher's stone because I bought it over here on eBay because I don't want to give her money. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also just like to add that we also have as many short people in this country as anyone. Oh, oh yes, Christ, I. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not as many, but yeah, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so mountains um, in a hot tub, northern part of Norway, perhaps somewhere around Finland so that we can might touch Lapland on the uh-huh. chance that Santa is there. A secluded cabin with floor to ceiling um, windows so that you can see the outside. It's perfect nighttime. You can see the northern lights. Yes, this is great. And you have something Japanese, leathery, you're such a Yeah, slippery. you're such a good listener. <laughs> Excellent. Fine. Right. Well, now it's time to turn to what's in your glass this time. Oh, okay. Um, 
I think the smell is quite deceiving in this. Oh, do you want me to talk about it? Or <laughs> you can talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it smells, it smells quite nice. You got the vanilla and the honey, all that on the nose. Mm. But then there's not much going on with the actual taste, and this finish is quite short. So I can't actually taste much of what I smelled there. I'm um, my my palate's so bad that I mm. wouldn't be able to say what it is. But it's. I mean, it's so obvious when it comes to like whiskey. It's got to be one of one of these is, but I just don't know which it is. Uh, either sherry or bourbon. Okay. And that's like I'm getting. If you told me this was an American whiskey, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Um, and if you also told me that it was just like fully aged and sherry casks, and that was overpowering everything, I wouldn't be surprised at that as well. Um, I usually prefer bourbon to scotch whiskey. Really? But, uh, yeah, yeah, right over sherry. Uh, I, I don't mind sherry, but it can be a little overpowering. I think that might be what's happening here. So you think this is an American whiskey? No, I think it might be sherried, and it might be that the mm. sherry is all I'm tasting. Like sherry cask? Yeah. Ah. So I don't love it. I'll say that. I think it's young. Yeah. Yeah? And I think it's like... Cam's giving nothing away mm. when you say things like that. He's really good It's at just, this. it's not balanced. Like, the alcohol is coming through so fully mm. over any other flavor. Like when you actually taste it, like if I were to just plug, like you know, like not smell it and just taste it, it just it just tastes like it tastes like alcohol, like burning alcohol, not really anything else. Ooh, okay. for me. Yeah, I actually think this could be American. Okay, but I'm not going to comment on the region because I <laughs> I don't know. It'd be so funny when you say, "Oh, actually, I guess it's one of your favorite whiskeys." Yeah, <laughs> it's happened. It's happened more than once on this podcast. <laughs> I would be very surprised. Okay. Uh, Some interesting notes there for sure. Fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, we know what's in the glass. We know where you're going to be drinking it. Now we need to move on to our third dram and figure out who you're going to be drinking it with. We know what's in the glass and where we're drinking it. We need to move on to who we're drinking it with. But before we get into this, it must be said that uh, Crystal is not as drunk as we are, I guess. We've been knocking these back. Uh, and like the sommelier she is, mm. she's been sampling, savoring, and discarding, um, taking all the delights and none of the negatives. And it's because I'm a professional, not because I'm hungover. Um, hungover? <laughs> oh my God. I, I am hungover. I, I didn't say this. This is rare for me. I've got- We're recording on a Tuesday. Honestly, yes, Monday drinking. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, professional for comedy, hospitality and comedians, Monday is the day off, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So it, actually, your guest tomorrow, Amy, she came over to my house last night. Oh yeah. And uh, we drank and watched um, Crazy Stupid Love, which I'd never seen. It's just some stupid rom com. Um, and yeah, it was it was very fun. Just before we peep behind the curtain too much, our guest next week, yes. Amy. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yes, because you record these live. We do, um, we do, yeah. 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 Uh, so your next <laughs> guest, a- Amy, yeah, she was, it was a completely her fault. Um, yeah. What were you drinking? <laughs> Champagne. Oh, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> 
I mean, if I've ever heard anything that's quite Tammy Matthews, it might be that. It was the most middle class, like, drinking session ever. Because Stuart was home. Because it's like, because Stuart is a chef, my husband. Um, and we've been, you know, in the restaurant industry for so long. We always get, like, really nice bottles of wine and alcohol as gifts. And they just pile up. And, and we, because we're like, the really nice ones, we're like, look, we should save them. Like, you know, premier crew, whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, we can't. But then this year, I'm like, you know what? We need to start drinking this shit. You only live once. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. Amy's over. Crack open that bottle of champagne. And we did it. It was fucking That's what it's there for. Yeah, 100%. We, and we downed it. It was so good. This is on the, and you're far too young to be in this conversation, but something we've talked about before is we've all known people in our lives that have saved up booze over the years. Yeah. And then what happens is they pass away. They're they die. Passing away. But they die and then other people drink it. And Bullshit. Save it because they don't know what it is, and they just go brilliant. That was free. Yeah. So enjoy, enjoy it all. I love that you said I was too young when Angus is younger than oh, me. That was a great. I'm so <laughs> young. I'm so young. We're trying to squeeze in as many yes. of these podcasts because me and him are 50 50 at best. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a sweepstake as to who makes it to 25 and who doesn't. And we're talking 2025 because we're clearly both over 25. Yeah. Um, yes. So you meant 25 episodes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> So we've now got dram number three, though, uh, in there. We can we'll talk about this as we go through it. But who is going to be with you for your ultimate drinking experience? You've just talked about um, a f- Amy Matthews. Is, is she there? Is she the ultimate drinking experience? Oh, I love Amy so much, but no, she's not there. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What's it like? Uh, oh, I would love it, but you know, she's great. Um, I mean, it would be nice to have my husband there. That's a really fucking boring answer. You know, who I thought mm. of would be good. I've never met her. Mae West, right? Mae West. Do you know who that is Angus? Who's Mae West? She's an old film star. I just think she'd <gasps> oh. be. she'd be a laugh. <laughs> I was thinking of the old wrestler, Mae like, Young. As her well, her thing was like, uh, she she would say like, "Come back and see me sometime," and she was like really slutty. Um, she sounds fun. She was so funny. She was like hilarious and like very, I don't know. She was just really funny. Everybody like who talks about her was said that she was like super cool and a laugh. Wouldn't want it to be a comedian because I'm not trying to talk about work. No yeah. offense. Which is what you do though, isn't it's it? It's what you do when you're like, with comedians. You just talk about gigs mm-hmm. and gossip, which I love as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but it's I'm not like, your perfect night, is it? Yeah. Let's do, let, let's do Mae West. And not in a pervy way. I'm just... <laughs> Try you want a slutty old movie star to be there? Yeah, like <laughs> me, May, and Santa. <laughs> she's just looking online. She's uh, Brooklyn, so obviously you got ah oh, perfect wrong accent. She yeah, she was... died in nineteen eighty. Yeah, eighty seven. Yeah, legends. Do you remember the funeral? Come. Uh, th- no, yeah. it's just before my time. <laughs> um, but you look at her. Um, Filmography. She obviously had a big Broadway career. The films that she's done, I'll be honest, I'm kind of, I'm not sure that I'm familiar with any of them, but I did know the name. So same. I don't think she's. You know, it's like this is what I think about Mae West. Even though I don't know any, I mean, I do know some things about her, but I've never met her, obviously, or anything like that. But like, I don't even know anyone who's ever known her. But she just seems like like she never was like like a superstar like in the biggest films you know what i mean like yeah if you name her films maybe you probably haven't heard of them but she just seems like she doesn't take herself that seriously and she's like a that. laugh do you know what i mean that's just she just seems that's really what you cool. want if you're drinking with someone you want them to have a bit of chat about them you know yeah what is the topic of conversation 
Oh, I wanted to give me like old timey celeb gossip. Old timey Broadway. Yes. On behind the scenes stuff. I have a feeling because people back then they didn't have like phones like we do. Yeah. So their brains worked and shit, and they could like talk about. Mm-hmm. They could tell stories because that's how they communicated. <laughs> they didn't send texts, so she would have loads of great stories. I would just sit back and listen. Has you know? gossip been improved? Or has it got worse because of mobile phones? Oh my god! Yeah, I think I, it's better. Gossip's got better. There's more of it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's got better, mm. right? Because now, because back, I feel like Mae West could like weave you a golden tale. Yeah, and like start from the start and be like, "Let me tell you what so and so said behind the you know the curtain at this performance and blah blah blah," and it would just be this long winding tale. And you just listen, drinking your your whiskey, you know what I mean, in the hot tub. But is that much different from like, there was a video went up on Twitter recently. I watched it uh, and I understood the context. I understood what had happened and I did not have to watch the entire season. It was the finale of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm sorry, I don't see what point you're making here. Somebody, <laughs> so, so. What are you talking about? Somebody in Salt Lake City punched another lassie and then got kicked out of the house uh, but she had covered for her before and I learned all this in a two minute video um, whereas other people hi Rosie uh, <laughs> had been watching the entire season and had to watch hours and hours and hours of that just to get to that one little bit good point Angus I guess I'm wrong uh- no <laughs> I'm not saying that. Gossip has gotten way better. <laughs> Gossip is... Is it better because of its scarcity? Back then. Like, it's so... Gossip is so available. I don't think accuracy's got any better. No. Because of the phone. Because all you've done is open it up to ball bags. Yeah. To say what they want to say. But it feels like... There's so much gossip about everything now. Mm. Find out gossip about anybody. Whereas back then, the gossip was like... No Scandalous. Like a je- How often do you ever go, <gasps> when you hear about gossip now? I think we're numb. Yeah. We're numb. And it's not because of the whiskey. Uh, or if the it's about people I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's about people I like, know, maybe. But yeah. like celebrity gossip and things like that. Back, like even when we were young, and I'm dragging you down mm. with us, <laughs> before mobile phones were as prevalent, when you got celebrity gossip, you're like, oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time you actually were flabbergasted by some gossip that you heard? Stephen Hawking on the Epstein's Island. <laughs> that was pretty the big. The pictures are brilliant. <laughs> yeah, the pictures are brilliant. I, I mostly like people making fun of it. It's funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was always big. But then we knew about that for a while. Well, yeah. Hawking wasn't actually that shocking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dirty dog. You didn't, can tell didn't, just by looking at him. Didn't put that in a film, did they? <laughs> oh, God. Good Lord. God. Right, okay, so uh, Mae West is there. Anybody else? Oh, I get more people. You, oh, it's your you want Dumbledore and Santa to land, you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, Dumbledore, Santa, there. Mae West. Um, Dumbledore, ooh, Dumbledore, Dumbledore Santa, Santa. <laughs> In a hot tub. <laughs> Yeah, they're all in the hot tub. Um, <laughs> which Dumbledore? What do you mean, which Dumbledore? Yeah. Oh, um, mm, not well. Dead now, so. The dead one. They're I'm both dead. Pull now. his corpse out of the. <laughs> no, they're both dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you mean which actor? Yeah, that's oh what. My I was God, I don't about. even remember the second actor. What he looked like? Michael Gammon. Right. Second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll do him. Okay. Um. God. Who else? Um. 
I really like. Uh, you could include Jude Law in that conversation. He's also played Dumbledore. That's fair, actually. Yeah, Jude Law in a hot tub, not bad. Jude Law played Dumbledore in yeah, Fantastic Beasts. Beast. Oh, yeah. see, I haven't seen that yet. Dresses real well in it. Really? It's, it's, the big question is what happened between the nineteen. 20s or 30s whenever the Fantastic Beasts were over and the 90s from going to Jude Law to Michael Gambon (laughs) stopped dressing in stopped dressing in tweed suits and started dressing in these mad robes oh my god he went through it something Um, happened in his life what about uh, Marlon Branto in the original Streetcar because he was really hot oh he was Um, that's it you're just talking about hot guys now I mean, I don't know. You're giving me unlimited human beings. I'm like, let's uh, let's go. Uh, him, uh, Tim Robbins. He's a good actor. Throw him in there. Um, Morgan Morgan Freeman as well. Okay, he's fine. remaking Shawshank Redemption. Uh, <laughs> oh, Nostradamus. We'll talk about some of his predictions. Like, be like, listen, some of them were all right. Some of them, you fucked it. Yeah, you know? this is a big hot tub. This is a. Fi- <laughs> There's a lot of people in this. Hotel. There's a lot of space. We're taking turns. They, okay, all right, okay. They're, they're circling out. Yeah, it's so cute. And they're coming along with drams and That's getting it. in a hot tub for five minutes of FaceTime with Crystal Evans. <laughs> yeah. It. It's I'm their dream is the yeah, thing. Yeah. They want to be with me. Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> I just sit back and they all come to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Not bad. I I think it's a fantastic whiskey experience all the way through. <laughs> let's be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. What about dram number three? Because now we get to the point where we need to review this and we need to pick our order. Oh, I'm so excited for this. The supermarket. Okay. Okay. So what about number three? Uh, I think this is really nice. Uh, this is this is obviously a nice one. I mean, it smells like fucking so any spices. It smells like nutmeg. It smells like eggnog. You know what I mean? It smells like eggnog. It's like full rounded, but it tastes completely different than it smells for me. Angus, you look so. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm so struck with familiarity for this one. What do you mean? That I'm almost certain I know what it is. Okay. Almost certain. I might. I might be wrong. So I want you to do all your talking first. Mm. Um, it tastes dried fruit. It's yeah. very fiery, though, when you drink yeah. it. It tastes like burnt wood in a good there's, way. The, yeah, you there's, a, there's like a, a bit of burnt, Like yeah. a campfire, like burnt wood, like burnt caramel. It's very balanced, though, for me. So what I get from this is dark flavors, yeah. but no smoke. You don't get smoke? Yeah, more fire than smoke. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting, like, it's, I'm not getting, certainly not getting peat on it. Mm. Um, and there's only one whiskey I've ever had that has given me that before. And that is Glenmorangie Signet. Ooh. Um, which is an unaged expression. Really? Glenmorangie have made, and it might be my favorite. If we ever did this, I'm sure we will at some point, where I'll get asked for mine. Glenmorangie Signet is going to be in the conversation of what would be in my glass. Mm. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's wonderful stuff. If it's not that, it's maybe got a little bit more of the kind of burnt thing going on with it rather than yep. just the dark flavors. But it's like chocolate, coffee. Yeah. No smoke though and that's it's if this isn't signet and if this turns out to be the supermarket one once again i will buy a bottle of it right now <laughs> has anyone how have people done with guessing which is the supermarket it's usually me that guesses brands and i get it wrong every single time okay but we're not normally terrible at guessing which one is from okay. the supermarket right um have you added water to this one? No, shall I try that? Just, just because you said it was quite fine. It is quite fiery. splash of water just opens it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I oh, think yeah, I'm right. better. 
I think I might be right. The first time ever. I do get chocolate now that I add water. Actually, yeah, you said that. Yeah. I think this is the best one that we've had so far. Tonight. Toffee. Yeah, that's lovely. Very nice. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, if this is less than fifty pounds a bottle, I, I will probably make a. Lot. I will eat my hat. I'll, I'll probably make a purchase <laughs> tonight, <laughs> right now. Uh. Okay. Anything to add before we move on to the reviewing part of things? Nope. Nope. So, Crystal, we all start with our guest, mm. and what we want you to do is rank them first of all in order: one uh, favorite first, least favorite last. And then we'll ask you which one you think is the supermarket brand. Oh, three, one, two. Number two is the supermarket. I don't even need to think about it. Three is the best. One is in the middle. Two is the worst. Okay. And uh, two is the supermarket, I believe. Okay. I think we're both in agreement that three is the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think I preferred number one to number two. Yeah, I did too. But I also think number one might be the supermarket. Yeah, you're right because it's actually quite broad flavors. Like yeah. number one, I feel like it would like hit loads of people would like that one. Yeah, I have no problem. If someone served that number one to me, I'd drink it and I'd enjoy it. It would be yeah. fine. Maybe um, he's trying to trick us. <laughs> the second one, the second one, I just didn't like that much. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I still, I'm gonna go with still. I think number two. Oh yeah, it's a bit of jeopardy now. So you've got one as your second favorite, two is your least. Two is my least favorite, but one is a supermarket. One is a supermarket. Mm, oh my god! But I think we can both agree. Number three I'm is the best be one. Fucking raging if you're right, Angus. Well, <laughs> well, let's find out. Which one is the bourbon? Which one's the bourbon? Oh, it's number two. You motherfucker! <laughs> it's the second one. Clearly, it's number two. So you're both going for so, number two. So then that means number yeah, hundred percent. That was one of the first things I said about it. Yeah, number two. I swear to God, if it's this one, then I'll be appalled. <laughs> <laughs> I'll actually resign. I'll retire. Oh, yeah, it might be this one. No chance. No, you don't think There's so? not a bourbon that's had this depth of flavor in it ever in its life. <laughs> <laughs> so we've never had a bourbon on the show, but as our first American guest, I had to bring up. Yay. Thank you. Okay, so this is the part where we get to reveal what everything is and who was right and who was wrong. And I never know the right way to do this, but we'll we'll do it. So first of all, I'm going to say number three, your favorite. Let's mm -hmm. touch on that one first of all. Um, that is the last one that's been donated by Paul Whitson. Oh. So it's not Thanks, Paul. a supermarket. Um, it's single green. No. It is a single green whiskey. Now, Crystal, for you, that single green has got, well, Single green. What's the what comes to mind for you? Uh, this is a single green, sweet and bland, and used as filler uh, oh, in blended okay. whiskey. So it's known for being shite. It, not shite, just <clears throat> not simple. as good. Yeah, it is a D-side chocolate single grain four-year-old whiskey produced by Ardent Spirits. Oh. One of only three hundred bottles made. Okay. Oh. sixty percent proof, finished in a vino de naranja. Cask, okay, which is a orange, orange wine right? oh. from Spain. Oh, um, a white wine that is macerated in orange peel. Did I pronounce macerated right? Yeah, yeah that's a word. Excellent. I'm delighted with that. <laughs> um, this was only forty pounds bottle. Wow, completely so sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only three hundred bottles. That's gone because that's lovely. So both of you like that as your absolute favorite. I could taste the chocolate. Yeah, what you said. Yeah, the yeah. bourbon. You've both put number two as number two. Your orders are the same. 
And it's just your supermarket one that you've got different. The bottom one, number two, is the bourbon. Yes. It is the Four Roses single cask, where we get notes of, um, according to the producer, it's fruity, spicy, floral, caramel, vanilla, cocoa, maple syrup, and moderately woody. No, it's not. No. So I'm you sorry. said vanilla and honey and strong alcohol burning, which I, for me, it's really sweet. Like yeah. It's, it's, honey was for me, it was like sickly sweet. Yeah. I'm not a massive bourbon fan. It's that vanilla flavor. Mm. I thought you might have thought it was a space site. I'll be honest, of the bourbons, I think it's... The best, one of the best bourbons I've had. It's one that I got recommended. Yeah, you don't like it, but I can drink it. I, 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 if I'm in the states, I, I do, I will drink bourbon, and I'll go if I go to a bar, I'll ask them for like a flight sometimes, or I'll try a couple here. Envies, really. That, yeah, that got shouted at the last time I was in Philly as well. Um, um it, it for me felt the most space idea of the bourbons I've had, so I'll put that into yeah. the mix. Number one, you both put metal. That is the supermarket one, so Angus got yeah. that one right. The more we talked, the more I thought that might be. What true. is it? What is it? It's the Highland Park ten year old. Oh wow! The ten. Highland wow. Park ten. Is there, new, there are ten that has now got the Viking name on it. Um, but so let me think. So the nose of it is subtle sherry influence, but balanced by heathery smoke. The palate is ginger, waxy orange peel. You yep. said orange. You did, yeah. Look at that. I was that. like, look at that. An earthy peat. With uh, another hint of sherry sweetness I, underneath. In my notes, I didn't say it on mic, but in my notes, it does say hint of smoke. It does say it. But you didn't. You say I didn't it. say you it out. Vocalize it. So but it's written. This pish comes out all the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> honestly, we all have to deal with this with Angus. Come on. <laughs> Listen, read that, read that out, read that out. I swear to God. You don't need yeah. to show me your phone. God, so I, I said it was Orkintosh and it's actually a... <laughs> <laughs> so you said it was a lowland. <laughs> it's as highland as they come. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Lovely. Crystal Evans, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was very fun. And just to recap for one final time, your dream drumming experience <laughs> is a Japanese whiskey that is leathery, savory, a little bit smoky, but not fiery. You're drinking it in the mountains, in a hot tub, in the north of Norway, in a cabin that is secluded with floor-to-ceiling windows at darkest night so you can see the northern lights. And you're joined by Mae West. Santa, Dumbledore, <laughs> and a plethora of Hollywood stars so you can get the goss. <laughs> yes. And uh, Frank Sinatra. I'll add him in there. Yeah, let's oh, you need a bear. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. I think the most important part is that they want to be there because you're you Does it, no, they, they, yeah, I'm their dream guest. That's, that's why amazing. I, they've all gathered that. Thank you. Yep. Well, there you go. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this one. We'll be back again very soon with another dream drumming experience. But until then, Slang Java. And if you're listening to this podcast, all being well, it's come out just around Burns Night. So we hope you've enjoyed it. Krista, what about you? What have you got going on at the moment? Um, I My main thing is that I'm touring my friend show that I did this, just this last August. It's called The Hottest Girl at Burn Camp. Uh, I'm going to be taking it to Soho Theatre 
which I already did at the end of November, but it's going to be there again in, I believe, April. I don't have the date secured yet, but keep an eye on it. If you live in London, please, and uh, come to that. Um, also, just random uh, cities in London or towns. I don't know the difference. Um, it's <laughs> Winchester at the Ark. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be there the 11th of April. And then the next day, Surrey, Friday the 12th of April at Farnham Maltings. And then uh, at Newport at the Riverfront on the 13th of April. So. And I'll tell you this right now, of all the shows I went to see in the Fringe this year, Crystal's is one of my all-time favorites. Like Thank It's you, one of the best Angus. I've ever seen. If you get a chance to go to this, go to it. You're doing it in Glasgow as well, right? Glasgow Comedy Festival in yeah, March? I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing it in Glasgow Comedy Festival um, on the... <laughs> Listen, just come, okay? It's gonna well, Crystal's happen. looking up when her date is in Glasgow. I'll tell you mine. My, uh, I'm doing a work in progress for my next year's Fringe show at the Glasgow Comedy Festival on the 30th of March. It's called Hail Satan. Um, <laughs> I'm really proud of it. You've got great um, names for things. But uh, yeah, I would love it if everyone came to that. It's uh, it's only a 40 seater, so I'd get tickets soon because they are selling. Um, I'm going to be doing a work in progress at the uh, Glasgow Comedy Festival on the 28th of March called Hospitality Horror Show. That's relevant to this because it's about all my years working in hospitality. Um, all the crazy ass stories I have from that. It's really, um, really, really interesting, I think. Um, and then I will be doing the Hottest Girl at Burn Camp at that as part of my tour as well at Blackfriars on the 22nd of March. 